Hello there. Welcome to the Great and Thrive Podcast. My name is Jess Van Den. Welcome back or welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining me this week. Today I have an interview with Annie White Brown and she has a lot of great wisdom to share with you. But before we dive into that, I want to talk a little bit about what else is happening in the world of Create and Thrive. So If you haven't already, you can join me for the Instagram challenge that is happening in the Thriver Circle starting in just a few days time. If you're listening to this when it's published, it's starting on the 1st of February. Uh, If you're a day or two late, you can still get in and join us. So the Instagram challenge is a month long challenge where we're committing to posting on our Instagram feed every day for 30 days. And I'm going to give you a whole bunch of ideas. So If you missed the last episode of the show, I gave you 20 ideas for Instagram posts that you can put on your feed. I'm going to be sharing at least 10 more inside the Thriver Circle as part of the challenge. And I'm also going to be sharing Instagram tips and ideas every single day to help you like really get au fait with Instagram, really increase your Instagram uh, reach and success with the platform. Uh, I also just did a new workshop inside the Thriver Circle called Instagram for Handmade Business, which you can go watch right now if you're a member, or you can join right now over at thrivercircle.com and get access to that workshop where I take you through all the basics of what you need to know about using Instagram for a handmade business. Uh, I also did another video on YouTube last week, which is uh, about how to schedule your Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest content at the same time from one platform. And you can do normally a month's worth of content in a day, probably not 30 days worth of content (laughs) in a day. Although I never know, you might be really committed to it. Um, But yeah, it's really, really great uh, tool that you can use to do all this. And I actually show you exactly how to do it. So make sure to check that out over on YouTube. Just search for Jess Van Den, or you can go to youtube.com forward slash Jess Van Den or one word, and you'll find that and my previous videos for the month over there. In case you missed it, I've changed things up a little bit this year. I'm doing fortnightly episodes. So every second week here on the podcast, And they're alternating with my other podcast, the Business of Making podcast, which is also about handmade business, where I'm a co-host with two other lovely creative people, Michaela and Deborah, and we talk all about handmade business as well. So if you don't already listen to that, make sure to check it out. So that's what's happening this month. The Instagram challenge is starting in just a few days time. And uh, a few other things that are coming up soon over on YouTube, I'm going to be making a video about how to make a simple silver ring. So I'm going to show you exactly how to do that. If you're curious, show you a bit of behind the scenes of ethereal and how we actually do uh, our jewelry and how we make our jewelry. And then also coming up later uh, on the podcast and on the YouTube, on the YouTubes, I'm going to be talking about some easy Etsy shop tweaks to improve your store. So that's coming up soon as well. And lots more, lots of stuff happening this year. I've got so much to talk about, so much I want to share with you. I have way more ideas than time to make them. So I'm really excited to bring all this stuff to you. Okay. I think that's all the news I need to share today. I just want to say a big shout out and thanks to every, everyone who's signed up for the Instagram challenge over on the Thriver Circle and everybody who's just been a member over there for a while because honestly without the thriver circle i couldn't do this podcast they they are what makes it possible for me to be able to spend the time making this podcast because they are the financial support behind the show so if you 
you know, really want to show your support, joining the Thriver Circle is the best way to do it because not only are you showing your support, you're actually getting a lot including my year-long course, You're Here to Thrive, which is a course that shows you everything you need to know to start and grow a successful handmade business. And you start that as soon as you sign up to the Thriver Circle. You get a lesson every week for 52 weeks. It's a long course, but it's got a lot there. And it's, you know, one lesson a week, super sort of doable at that rate. And I take you through so much in that course and of course not only do you get that you get all of the other workshops and calls and community that's part of the thriver circle so huge thanks to everyone who's part of the circle i couldn't do this without you you guys are awesome all right let's get started and i will introduce you to today's guest annie do you want to grow a thriving profitable handmade business my name's jess van den and i'm here to help you do just that I took my own handmade business full-time in 2010, and since 2013, I've helped thousands of makers, just like you, create and grow successful handmade businesses. So, are you ready to thrive? Let's get learning. I'm here today with Annie White-Brown, and we're going to be chatting about her business called Natural Annie Essentials. Welcome to the show, Annie. Thank you so much for having me. It's lovely. To, you're my first interview of 2021, so I'm excited to chat with you today. <laughs> my pleasure, my pleasure. So could you just let us into your history, the history of your business? Why did you start your business? What do you do? And uh, when did it start as well? So the the idea of my business um, started in 2014, right after the birth of my first daughter. Uh, she was born with a condition called spina bifida and hydrocephalus. And after a number of surgeries she had to do, um, when we got home, finally, due to the number of medication that she was on, her skin started to break out. Mm-hmm. So I was um, on the hunt for a natural cure for her skin, the rashes, the, the prescribed medication that we were um, given just weren't cutting it. We weren't seeing the results. So I started, I kind of went back to my roots. I am from Jamaica. I grew up with my grandparents there. And that's what they used for on me while I was growing up. Um, It was always the herbs and the the bush or whatever natural remedy there was. They, um, that's what they, we used. Mm -hmm. So I kind of went back to that and um, just started messing around with essential oils, more um, natural oils and butters. And that's when we, um, you know, after, after trial and error, that's when we found a solution that actually worked for her skin. And it was the simplest thing, but it, it had such amazing result on her skin. So that kind of pushed me full-fledged into, you know, making products at home. And I got so much into essential oils um, <laughs> that I actually went back <laughs> and um, got certified in aromatherapy because for me it was important um, to know what portions and what oils to use for my family. I, I mean, I was I had a, a new a new baby, so I couldn't just be using any and any oil, uh, you know, to my pleasing on her skin. So I did um, the certification in aromatherapy, and in that program, they had a section of it that was um, geared towards formulation. So that threw me even deeper 
into, um, you know, just trying to figure out how to properly make stuff and, and, and how to use it for different things, whether it be for your skin or, or for your home. So that's how the, the whole concept or the whole idea of natural anti-essentials started. After that, the, um, after the formulation worked for my daughter, I started making, you know, just about everything in the house. Um, <laughs> from cleaning to skincare, I was throwing out the, the store-bought lotion. Like everybody was just, we were just lathered in oil. <laughs> <laughs> we were pretty much lathered in oil. So um, I started sharing um, my creations with families and friends and they were starting to liken the products and I was encouraged to, hey, start a business. They were really loving it. And the results that they were getting, um, you know, they, they felt like I really had something there. Mm-hmm. So I was encouraged to start a business and, and that's when I did. I opened my first Etsy shop and when I finally got like that very first sale that wasn't from a family member or friend, <laughs> it was epic. It was epic. So that was kind of the, the, all the push I needed, you know, to, to move forward with what I was doing. Yeah. And when, what year was this that you started that? So this, so in 2014, I was really just making for my household. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of started getting deeper and deeper into it in 2015, um, so about 2015 was when I first listed my very first product on Etsy. Awesome. And did you have any idea at that stage, you know, that you wanted to create like a big empire or did you just like, oh, everyone's telling me to sell this. I'll just see what happens. Yeah, no idea. I mean, I was just <laughs> zero. I was just having fun along the way and, and I felt like I didn't, I didn't even think about it as it was going to be something huge mm. but the feedback over the years you know was getting tremendously great and I just started trying different things and and I and I must be honest I knew nothing about what it took to run a business mm. like you see so many people out there today just doing great things and it's like the amount of work and, 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 and passion that goes into all of it is nothing that I thought about in that moment when I started, um, you know, but you learn along the way. You learn mm. a lot along the way, I tell you that much. Um, that so but it true. has been a really fun, really fun um, and exciting journey. So I know that your business models changed a little bit. How did that come about? So when we, um, so originally we started out in skincare and bath and body. And in that we did a lot of pop-up shows, um, you know, in state and out of state, we would do the fairs and the flea markets. And we did this, there was this one particular show that changed everything we did in Brooklyn. And for the entire day, um, customers would just ask us if, if we had a candle in the scent of our body wash mm. or if we had a candle in the scent of our, um, our body butter. At the time, we didn't. We've never even tried candles before. But on our way back home, my husband, you know, was making a note of it. It's like everybody was, keeps asking for candles. Maybe you should try candles. So that's really what piqued our interest in, um, in trying candles and Believe it or not, that very ni- that very night on our way back home, I started researching candles on my phone and how to make candles and what it took and you know all the steps to doing it. And we bought a kit that night and we just tried it. We literally just tried it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the first one was an absolute disaster, <laughs> but we kept on try, trying it and testing different wicks and different wax, having our friends again and family try it. And we took it to market. Then we felt like it was at a point where we could actually start sharing it. We took it to market. And, you know, the, the value that you kind of get out of these shows, sometimes you don't even realize it in that moment because we would go to these shows and we wouldn't sell a single candle but the feedback that we got from customers it was just valuable and something that we could always come back home and say okay let's try this different and work on on something different I love that I often say to my students like you do doing markets and shows it's not necessarily, you're not necessarily doing it for the sales. I mean, you are, you mm. want the sales, but it's such a valuable market research tool Yeah, to see what people look at and what they are, what questions they ask and all of those sorts of things. And for you, I mean, they can give you amazing ideas that can go ahead and completely change your business. Absolutely. And, and that's what happened. And I, and I must admit, like in that, when we were doing these markets, it was so frustrating because as you know, doing shows, it's a lot of work. Mm. The loading to go to the shows and the, you're there all day and not to make a sale, it's tough. It's tough. But looking back now, I can see how valuable, you know, the information I gathered there from those shows, you know, was. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it's, and it's what we kind of used to build on what we had um, to get to where we are pretty much today. So do you still do the Bath and Body products or is it just the candles these days? No, it's just the candles these days because mm-hmm. while I was um, doing, making all these products, I was still working my full-time job. I, I really only left my corporate job two years ago. So I was doing my full-time job. I had two young babies. Um, so I, I just couldn't keep up with the demand for both, for both of the products. So I really had to decide which one was gonna we were gonna move forward with and it when it was the candles that was pulling the the greater number so we ended up moving forward with the candles was that a difficult decision to let go of the thing that had started it all in the first place absolutely it to this day it pains me (laughs) (laughs) it was the toughest thing to do but I remember going into one of my coaching sessions with one of my coaches and she it took me a, a good year to, to really stop, pause or stop the, the sale of, um, of bath and body and skincare products because I knew it wasn't pulling the weight and it, it was very time consuming because it was a, a lot of products to make and it was mm-hmm. just me still making this stuff from my home. So she had to pull me to the side and, you know, let me face the reality. She said, what are your numbers saying? Because here you are, you're so hung up on your skincare and your bath and body products, but are they really pulling the numbers? Are they really selling the way you you would want them to sell for you to maintain your business? And they weren't. Mm. They weren't. The candles were absolutely what was what was what was riding this business. So I had to take that hard plunge and, and kind of go go off the, the actual numbers and what they were showing me. Mm-hmm. Do you think in the future you may bring back the Bath & Body products if you expand the business? Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I still have customers to this day ask for some of these products that we had. Mm-hmm. But at this point, we just don't have the manpower to kind of bring it all back the way 
I would like to. Mm-hmm. So we're just holding out until we're fully able to at this point. Right. And what was the decision making around quitting your job? What sort of, what, how, how did you make that decision in the end? So I, I've, I felt like I've, I left my corporate job the, the same year when I left mentally the same year I, I had my daughter. Mm-hmm. It was just hard for me to go back to work knowing that I had a baby at home that needed my attention. Um, and here I was having to go to work. So I, I, I felt like I left mentally and I was just going for going sakes at mm-hmm. that point. Um, so I knew I wanted to leave. But it, it's the scariest thing because you're leaving, you're mm. leaving your, your, um, a paycheck. Mm. Uh, a, you know that paycheck is coming at the end of the week. Meanwhile, running a business, you, you could go a whole week without selling anything. Yeah. So yeah. it was very scary. But it wasn't until 2018, I was actually on maternity leave with my second daughter. And I got notification from the company that they were relocating. So they offered me, um, it was a beautiful package, I must must admit, (laughs) they offered me a package of whether I wanted to move with the company or if I wanted out. And right, I I didn't even have to second guess it. I knew right then and there that I was done. I was out. Mm. Um, So I took that, I took that chance and I, and I just wrote it out. It's a scary moment. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And, and even now, some days you, you'll, you'll still have those weeks where you're like, oh, my God, why did I leave that job? <laughs> why did I leave my job? <laughs> but it, it comes with it. It comes with it. Yeah. So yeah. at this stage in your business, is it still just you or have you got other people working for you as well? No, right now I, it's not me anymore. Um, currently we have seven, um, seven of my family members, well, five family members and two um, non-family members working in the business with me. Um, last year, 2020 kind of changed the disrupted our business totally. Mm-hmm. Um, we were operating out of my, my basement studio and my garage. And last, last June, we just got a hit with, with customers. It was like, we just blew up. We were getting mentions from all over and people were just finding us and it and it had to do with people were home too mm. so covid they they were finding time now to kind of you know make self care essential they didn't have anywhere to go so they they had to find comfort somehow mm-hmm. um and it was also with the the black lives matter uprising that was happening here in the US too mm-hmm. so with those two mix, it kind of really boosted our business and we really had to step up. And that's when I, I had to get um, help to, um, to help with fulfillment and production and all that stuff. And so you, did you move premises at this time as well? Sorry? Did you move your premises at this time as well? Um, we moved, eventually moved finally in um, November. Right. Mm-hmm. So we're in a new space now as of November. And was that um, was that a relief to kind of get everything out into a new space? Oh, it was beautiful. <laughs> oh my goodness! You know, sometimes when we, I was, um, I think it was like the beginning of COVID. I was so excited that I was actually working from home because everything was shutting down, and you didn't have a choice but to work from home. So I felt like I was safe, but when everything just kept kept on piling up and piling up, you get so tired 
of because you're in it 24 7 you know I'm, I'm like always I'm always home so there was kind of no escape and no relief and it was just beautiful the, the the day that we actually the first day that we actually worked from the studio. My kids they were so excited. <laughs> we were finally able to leave this house. So um, so yeah, it, it's been beautiful. We we love it. We love it. It's like a second home. We get to escape it when we're ready, and we go back when we're ready. Mm-hmm. I love that idea. Um, I mean, I work from home, but I have like an office. And I have yeah. a studio downstairs. And so when I leave those rooms, you know, I leave work <laughs> behind for the day, which is nice. Um, well, that's good that you, you, you can do that. I, yeah. I, I was never that very disciplined at all. <laughs> <laughs> it can be hard, can't it? You know, you just, oh. your brain's going constantly thinking about new yeah. things and new ideas and problems Absolutely. and stresses and all of the amazing things that come along with having a business. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> So what's it like working with your family? Are you the boss and, you know, they just all have their delegated tasks or how does it work? Um, yeah, so it's been fun. Um, I have my mom works. My mom, she works with me. My dad is here on and off. My husband um, joined us full time since the start of this year. Um, so it's been fun. It's, it's, it's kind of weird sometimes having them there all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my mom's trying to tell me what's right. And I'm like, no, mom, it's not, no, that's not how it is. <laughs> I'm like, who's running this show here? <laughs> you know, so sometimes it gets a little weird, but it's, it's really, um, I feel, I feel like, I feel honored to be working with them. Um, and just so they could actually see the ins and outs of, of the whole operation. And I feel a relief too. No, knowing that it's people that I know and trust mm. to be doing this with. Um, so I, I really don't have to second guess kind of what's happening and they have my back a hundred percent and I, I couldn't, it's hard to find people like that. Mm. And, and I'm coming to realize that more and more, the more we are, we're needing help, you know? So it's, it's, it's amazing. It has its good days and of course it has its bad days, but, mm. but I, I wouldn't change it right now. Yeah, finding stuff you can trust and rely on is very difficult. Um, yeah. So <laughs> it's nice with your family. I'm, I'm just, I'm just realizing that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just realizing that. I'm like, wow, the things you see, it's, it's wild. It's wild. So mm. having not to start, have not having to start from scratch um, with staff, it's, 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 it's good. It's mm. good. Yeah, my husband works with me in the business as well, which is really nice. Um, yeah. And h- how do you find that? Like, do you do you find that because your husband now works with you, you know, was he always involved in sort of being your sounding board and helping you out? Uh, like, how does that affect your sort of relationship outside of the business? He has always been helping me out um, where he can, but he he's now more more hands on. Mm-hmm. So when I, whenever I, I did had to do shows, he would always you know be the one there with me doing these shows because he was still doing his full-time job. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like now he has, he has this passion that I could just see bursting out of him um, just from like little things. Like now at the dinner table, we're talking about, okay, what can we, what plans are we, you know, putting forward for marketing for next week or what content creation can we create? <laughs> <It's> like, 
before it was just me constantly talking about the business and what we can do it and now sometimes I feel like I need a break and he's just going and going. <laughs> he's in the honeymoon period. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, you're you're really digging this right now, aren't you? So it, it's it's good. I mean, we're kind of trying to find a balance because mm. we we totally we have such different ideas sometimes, and I could see this one one way, and he'll see it another way. So it's for me too, trying to learn how to take this kind of feedback because it's not something I've been used to. I've been running mm. the show by myself forever. So having somebody else tell me now um, how to do it or how to do it a different way, it's it's a bit much for me to deal with. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I was like, just calm down, hold it, you know, go slow with me. <laughs> it's a learning curve <laughs> for me too. So we're, we're trying, we're just trying to keep it together at this point. I love it. Do you want to learn how to sell more online? I have a free video workshop just for you. It's called the 10 essential keys to successfully sell handmade products online. And it'll take you through the absolute key factors that will help you to unlock the door of successful online selling to get access to it right now for free. Head on over to createandthrive.com forward slash 10. That's createandthrive.com forward slash one zero. So um, what's, what really was the thing that worked for you marketing wise? Like what really got your business out there in front of people that, that's working really well for you? Um, social media works really well for us. Um, in particular, Instagram. Mm-hmm. Instagram has been, um, it's one of the places I like to hang out and it's, one of, and it's where my audience is also. And I just find it so much easier to, to speak to them on Instagram um, it takes a whole lot of work because I know it's it, it like someone will look at my Instagram today and say, "Oh wow, this is beautiful." But I'm like, it's it hasn't always been that way. Mm-hmm. If you were just really scroll back, you could kind of see the transition through my Instagram. But it's it's really taken me some time to really find out what it is that my customers or my audience like um, to see from me on social mm-hmm. and how they kind of relate to it. Um, and it's just finding those things and it's not always easy to find, but once you kind of find that you kind of roll with it and, and keep building from there. Um, prim- if, I think um, the last I checked on our stats, like 50% of our, um, our website traffic comes from Instagram. Wow. So it's, it's not something I'm, I'm looking to put aside anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And are yeah. you still selling on Etsy as well, or do you just sell on your own website now? I do both Etsy and, um, and our website. How did you find the transition? Like I'm assuming, cause you started on Etsy. At what stage did you start your own website and how did you find that sort of moving traffic from going to Etsy to your own website? Was that difficult to do? Um, it, it was because I, I wasn't sure how, to, as, as you know, Etsy has that built in traffic. So yes. having to drive traffic to my own website for me was a struggle in the beginning because I just didn't know how to get them over there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and no matter what I did, it was just like nothing. Um, so social media definitely helped in that, in that area. But the more, um, 
now I'm kind of, I feel like we have a really good balance now with both Etsy and um, our website in that the, the built-in audience on Etsy, they, they've been working because we've, we've spent some really good time in updating, whether it be our titles and our tags. And we've kind of found that, um, that rhythm that works over there. Mm. And it's so crazy because it's not the same it's such a different pattern that we're seeing from the audience that comes to our website. So it's, it's constantly reevaluating what's working and, and especially with Etsy, it's a long-term game. Um, especially with those uh, title tags and, 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 and SEO, so to speak over there to mm-hmm. see to how you drive traffic to your website. Um, but it, it's well worth it. And it's, and it's, and now I can say it's well worth it because for years it, it, my Etsy shop was doing zero. Mm-hmm. Um, I would, you know, occasionally update the title tags and update listings and stuff like that, but it really wasn't doing much at all. And I almost closed the shop at one point, but I'll say to anyone who kind of has that um, Etsy and their whole, their own website to keep them both. Cause it doesn't take much um, for you to have an Etsy shop. It really doesn't. Mm. And you, you're not having to do a ton of marketing for it. So having it, you, know, you just never know when, you know, your shop may blow up. So it doesn't hurt to really have them both. Mm-hmm. Was there something that you p- can pinpoint that made the change for your Etsy shop, like that, that made it start working for you? I think um, so. In last year, when um, like at the beginning of the pandemic, it was just very slow, and I I just took the time to to update the listings more. Um, and I remember I was on a forum and someone was speaking about um, how often they sh- you should kind of update your listings. And I was going through the where I had failed before was trying to update everything like in one day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And it was just so frustrating to do that. So what I did after that was starting to break it down. So I would say do two listing today, two two listing per day. And then eventually you would start to see some traction over there. Mm -hmm. Um, Another thing that kind of helped us on Etsy last year, we got featured by Etsy. Um, I believe it was during Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. They were having, um, they, so from time to time, they'll feature different shops in their email marketing. And um, they reached out to us, letting us know that they, they found one of our images and they were going to feature it in their Thanksgiving lineup. Um, so I said, okay, that's, that's cool. So she said, be ready. <laughs> so she said, be ready because once you, um, you're featured in, in our email list, you will have a lot of orders to fulfill. So you may want to, extend your your shipping time mm-hmm. on the platform so you don't have any backlogs so i'm like okay i guess so i, so I updated my listing the the, the the same listing that was being featured to like a hundred a hundred units <laughs> and on that that weekend <laughs> that weekend it just kept on going and going i think we made like 500 we sold over 500 units that weekend wow <laughs> I said to myself, wow, she wasn't kidding when she said be ready. (laughs) She was not kidding. (laughs) So it's just, just, it just takes time. It just Mm -hmm. takes time. So Etsy images are are a big thing. Like your your photography has to be all the way up there. 
um, and your just the way you describe your products. Because you never you never know who's looking, and you never know who may find you. That's that's what I try to keep in the back of my head. Mm, that's a really good point. So earlier on in your business, you did a lot of uh, wholesale, I believe. How did that mm-hmm. go for you? Um, we actually still do a, a lot of wholesale. Mm-hmm. Currently, we're about fifty fifty with wholesale and retail. And we started out on um, this platform called Fair. They are um, a huge wholesale platform right now, especially that, you know, that markets aren't happening. So with Fair, you li- pretty much list your products. It's say, like an Etsy website, but for wholesale, mm-hmm. you pretty much list your products and shops find you. And we were, we were lucky enough to be, um, to find out about it when they were, they were pretty young. <clears throat> when the company's pretty just started. So we've been on that platform for quite some time and it has really been the main thing that kind of boosted our wholesale over the years. Mm-hmm. So do you actually reach out to shops as well as being on fair? Like, do you find shops you really want to be in and sort of reach out to them? Yeah, we still do that. Occasionally mm-hmm. we do, we still do. Um, and the, and what I found to be like the easiest is finding these shops on Instagram and then you and then doing outreach from there. Right. That's a really good point. Yeah. So you're, you're, go ahead. you're getting to see, because you're getting to see the, sh- the actual shop and, and to see if your product would be a good fit for, for their lineup and for their aesthetic. And it's a quick, it's a quick matching game. I, I, I like to say on, on Instagram and then you kind of, you kind of take it from there. Yeah, that's a really good point because like in the, in the oldie days, you would have had to go to the shop and you know have a look around. Mm-hmm. But now you've just got that beautiful digital fr- shop front to to get a feel yeah. for the business before you you know bother to reach out to them. So absolutely, that's a really fantastic point. So what is a? I'm curious. Do you have like work days and work hours? What does sort of a typical week look like in your life? So we're still trying to figure out work hours <laughs> we're just all over the place with that um but because we're still we're homeschooling now due to covid or or actual work day in the studio begins at around nine o'clock because that's when my daughter has to be online mm-hmm. so we but my mom who heads up production she's usually there at about seven and then she'll she'll get production started and then we'll go in at about nine and then our shipping team comes in at around ten and our days will usually go till about five or six when we have super, super hectic days, we could be there up till eight o'clock at night. Mm -hmm. But um, we are trying to kind of balance it out now to be, uh, you know, legit work hours and how we can make that a comfortable um, fit for everyone. Mm -hmm. Do you, do you and your husband have uh, like hobbies and stuff outside of the business or is it just all business all the time at this stage? Um, and we're, well, not really, because right now what we, we're finding ourselves to be really into is photography. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it's because of the business uses a lot of photography or, or what, but we, uh, we have been kind of dabbling a lot into photography. And it's something that we actually, because my husband and I, we met back in college in Jamaica, and it's something that we did go to school for. We studied um, web design and, and graphics. Okay. So it may, it may be true that we're kind of going back to where it all started. But 
um, that's kind of what we've, we've been dabbling in a lot lately. So do you do all your own web design and all your own graphic design? Yes. Awesome. Yes. <laughs> that's very convenient for a business owner. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> And it comes in really handy too when you're growing and you just can't afford a designer. Yeah. It, it's, it gets really expensive. Yeah, I did an interview not too long ago with a soap maker who, who paid for a proper brand redesign. She's like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. you, have to be, you have to be ready to pay for it and to spend the time on it and it's a big, oh, yeah. it's a big undertaking. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm curious... Does your eldest child uh, get involved in the business or even your younger one? Oh, yeah. They're, they're both at the studio every single day and they look forward to it, except on the weekends. It's, it's, <laughs> it's funny how they know, like, okay, this is not work time and we are not getting up. <laughs> we're not getting up this morning. Today is Saturday and we're not going anywhere. Um, <laughs> But they, they do enjoy it. It's, it's what they, they've always seen, you know, from, from our basement days. They've been here with us. I've, I've been working. They're there with me. So they, they have a good time. Um, and if you follow us on Instagram, you'll always see them on our stories. <laughs> it's hilarious what they do. Um, and the good thing is now that they have all the space so they can just get wild. Mm-hmm. So. They, they have fun. They have fun. That's great. Do you, think, uh, do you think they'll be inspired to be business owners themselves when they grow up? I, they might. I mean, I don't know. They're, they're still so very young. It's mm-hmm. my, my, my older daughter, Tiffany, she talks about being a shop owner. <laughs> she talks about being a shop owner. She wants, she wants to draw labels and, That's you cute. know, but they're, they're still very young. Yeah. But yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure having, um, you know, being brought up into it, they'll, they'll gravitate somewhat towards it. Mm. So I'd like to know, what would you say has been one of the biggest challenges that you've overcome so far in this journey? Um, the, one, of the, one of the biggest challenges that I've, I've been really hit hard with lately is actually finding the right people. Mm. Um, after when you when you've grown a business for so long it's literally your baby and you you kind of expect people to whoever you kind of bring in to treat it that way but uh, i'm quickly realizing that's not the case Mm. um people just go to work and that's that's it you're just working and doing what you have to do and kind of no more and i'm just trying to have to try to work harder to find the right people um, for my team at this point um, mm-hmm. that, you know, that can come in and, and take responsibilities and, and take it on as their own kind of, if, if that's even possible. But yeah, that's, that's kind of been one of my, my biggest things right now. Yeah, it is really difficult. And I guess it's that sort of, you know, how do you balance giving your staff some sort of autonomy and, and agency and ownership with them, mm-hmm. you know, doing what you want them to do, basically? So. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And and I I may be at fault too because I I haven't had to to delegate anything for the for the past year, so I feel like I'm I'm, I'm being short sometimes too in kind of being totally clear as, as to telling people what exactly I expect or, mm. or what exactly I kind of want. So 
I am, I'm working on that, that side of me too. Um, Cause that's a part of the journey. That's a part of the journey too. So. Yeah. I've definitely found that in the past, like, I've seen my own failing in, you know, having a staff member where I haven't communicated clearly mm-hmm. enough what I expect from them or I haven't um, I haven't held them accountable as much as I mm-hmm. should have been and then sort of things get away from themselves. And yep. Yeah, so yep. all of those things are definitely a challenge when you bring somebody outside from outside oh, on board. Yeah. Oh, oh, boy. It's like, why don't they know this? I, like, <laughs> how do I transfer it from my brain to you? <laughs> Just a download would be helpful. Yeah, that would be like, that would be super helpful. Yeah, that training, that training <sighs> processing is incredibly difficult and frustrating. But if you find mm-hmm. the right person, it's, it's worth it in the end. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I've been hearing. And, and I keep close friends with fellow entrepreneurs, whether it be in my space or in, in other areas mm-hmm. of business. And it's, you know, we kind of, help each other in that, in that area. I'll call them up and say, is this normal like to have someone who doesn't totally get it or am I doing this right? <laughs> and they get it. So it's really helpful. So they, they encouraged me letting me know once you find that the right people, that's, that's golden. So I'm, I'm working towards that. So do you have a plan at this stage for the future of your business or are you still kind of winging it? Um, I have, I'll say I have a much better plan than I did last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like up to, up until last year, I, I was winging a lot, <laughs> but it, last year has taught me so much uh, of what really works and what doesn't. And going forward, it's, it's just what we're, we're building on. We're building on everything that worked in 2020 and, and just trying to supercharge it. Mm-hmm. So Obviously, COVID, you know, had an impact. It's pretty bad for you guys over there in the States. Mm-hmm. Was there kind of, it sounds like in some ways it was an amazing year for you. Were there challenges that came along with that because of COVID? Yes, absolutely. And, and we're, still, we're still battling a lot of shipping issues and we have a lot of shortages. Mm. I remembered back in March, we, um, we brought on... Um, hand sanitizers to our product line because it was just something that no one could get. Mm. And we were able to get some to offer to our customers. But halfway through that, the entire country was on, we, they, there was absolutely no um, dispensers to go with the bottles for the right. sanitizers. <laughs> <laughs> so now we have the sanitizers, we have the bottles, but nothing to actually get it out of the bottles. Oh my gosh. And, it, and it's been a lot of that. Um, I mean, we've, we've waited months for jars there's still a jar shortage for candles um pretty much everything is just backed up right now Mm -hmm. um all of our suppliers are behind um or shipping going out to our customers are behind it's so bad um we would have customers reaching out to us two weeks later we haven't received our package it's it's just so much has been going on with the the post here Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, it's, it's not, it's terrible because there's nothing we can, can do to help the process move any faster. Yeah, it's so, outside of your control. Absolutely out of our control. So we're just trying to, we're trying to keep our, our customers updated as, as much as we can. Um, and our suppliers are doing pretty much the same with us because mm-hmm. 
it's, it's all a waiting game at this point. Have you had to change what you have available for sale because of it? Um, yes. So, well, we, we didn't have to change completely, mm -hmm. but our signature or signature jars, we, we use an amber, we use our four ounce and a nine ounce amber jar mm -hmm. and, uh, with a gold lid. And, um, back in November, there was just no gold lids anywhere. So we, we just had to switch to a different lid. Mm -hmm. It was totally off brand, but it was it was we were at the intersection of are we gonna go with no lids or go off brand for a little bit our cust and the funny thing is our customers did not mind at all mm. you know we we notified them of the change the temporary change and they didn't care, I, they it, didn't care. as a business brain i'm almost like like make it a thing like the special covid edition <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we, we had COVID edition candles. Oh, brilliant. We still do. Um, the lids, yeah. The lids could easily be a part of it because COVID, you never know what's going to happen in, in, in this, these no. years. So what, what were the special COVID edition candles? So we had a candle that was called uh, Surviving COVID 2020. Mm -hmm. Um, there was another one called Homeschool Fail because all everyone was not homeschooling and nobody had any idea what they were doing. <laughs> um, what was another one? Another one was called I Love Social Distancing. And um, if you can read this, you are too close. So these were all, you know, like specialty labels and customers had the, the chance to choose between four cents as to which one they wanted to go with which label. And for me, it was just a, a fun way to, to get through the trying times that we were all going through. Yeah, I love that. It's um, such a great sense of humor. Yeah. It's fantastic. It, yeah, it was funny. They, they loved it. They loved it. <laughs> <laughs> I had moms tagging me on Instagram, like, how did you know? <laughs> like, because I'm going through it too. Yeah, exactly. I'm one of you. <laughs> we're feeling together <laughs> oh my gosh that's great yeah. and that's it like that's a great um just story about going with the flow and actually using adversity you know bringing something good out of it like having yeah. some fun with it people people really respond to that sort of oh you understand you know you're yes. you, i'm seeing my experience reflected in this product and and mm -hmm. people really enjoy that sort of thing yeah, because life is stressful, you know, mm. you know, life is stressful and these are really tough times. So sometimes just a little humor can, can change someone's entire day. Absolutely. Yeah. So from your experience, you've learned a lot. You've come a long way. What would be one of the top pieces of advice you'd give fellow makers about running their own creative business? I would say never be afraid to try something new, mm -hmm. especially when you, you don't feel like you're at the point where you want to be or where you feel like you wanted your business to go. Try something new. We, I've, I've never been afraid to try different things um, just to see if it works. The good thing about being an entrepreneur is that you could change it if you don't like it or if it's not working. Mm -hmm. So that would be one of my, my, my greatest um, advice is to try something new. If you like it, you roll with it. If not, you, you skip it in and keep moving. I love that. I always say business, it's just like, it's one big experiment. You just try oh, yeah. things all the time and that's what makes it fun. 
Exactly. <laughs> Addie, thank you so, so much for chatting to me today, with me today. Um, where can people find you online? You can find me at our website, naturalanniessentials.com. And we are also on Instagram at naturalanniessentials. And we just jumped into the TikTok world. <laughs> uh, we're at naturalanniessentials too on TikTok. So we're trying to, um, jumping on the fun over there. It's a lot on TikTok, but it's, it's, it's so much fun. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much, Annie. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me definitely go check out Annie's stuff uh I highly recommend it <laughs> I just love those ideas the COVID candles I thought they were fantastic you gotta love it when businesses have a sense of humor and it just shows the humanity behind it all thank you so much for listening to the show for another week I will be back again in two weeks time with another episode of the Create and Thrive podcast if you enjoyed this please do share it share it take a screenshot share it on your Instagram stories if you're listening on Spotify there's actually a handy dandy share button you can share directly to your Instagram via that how cool is that um, if you're listening on Apple I have no idea how to share because I don't have any Apple devices <laughs> you'd know better than me whatever way please do share the show and tag me at Create and Thrive on Instagram I'd love to hear from you I'd love to hear uh, what you enjoyed about the show What's your favorite episode? I'm curious. I'm curious. Let me know. Uh, and also, please, if you haven't, consider taking a moment to leave a rating and or a review over on Apple Podcasts. I'd really, really appreciate that. And if you're not an Apple person like me, the best other place to leave a review is over on my Facebook page. So just search for Create and Thrive on Facebook and you can leave a review for the podcast there. And that would be really, really amazing. Thank you so much for listening and I hope you do come and join me for the Instagram challenge starting on the 1st of February, 2021. Head on over to thrivercircle.com to sign up for that right now. I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be great fun. Thanks everybody and bye for now.